guys this morning. Man, as the guys are getting ready in the back, we're going to just uh, take offering. And if you guys can prepare for that. And all those who have grabbed those, uh, those envelopes, please uh, make sure today is the last day we're turning those in. And I just thank you for your, your giving that we can move mountains together. That 2019, our goal is to love our city. I read something the other day, and it said, my city, my responsibility. And I, it resonated with me. I believe that God has placed us right where we need to be because it's our responsibility. That God has placed us here because he knows how we function, how we move. He knows our giftings. And I, I, wanna, I want you to say that with me. Say, my city, my responsibility. Oh, man, my responsibility was so much weaker than my city. <laughs> my city, my city, my responsibility. Right? I'm going to say that again. Say, my city, my responsibility. Ooh, that was good. Now, you got, we have to say that to ourselves. I really do believe that God has you and I here for a reason. When Jesus told us to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And then in Matthew 25, he says, how do we love our neighbors? How do we love God? By loving our neighbors. That's how we love God. It's amazing that those two are interconnected. They're not two separate things. He didn't say, they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And he gave two answers, right? So they're very interconnected. The way he answered it was an interconnected. The way you love others is the way we love God. Think about that. Process that in our minds. Process that. The way when you, when you see someone and you say to yourself, how do I want to be loved, is the way we love God. That's the way Jesus thought when he says the, the greatest of you are the least. When he saw someone and he says, you don't even understand how powerful that is. When you really get it, it will change your world. It will change the way you see people. It will change the way we see neighbors. And in 2019, our goal is to love our city. We're going to move a lot of our, our, our focus to reaching our city. So in two weeks, say two weeks. In two weeks, we have no service. We're going to have service online on the 30th. Next week, we're not going to have service here in the morning. We're going to have it at night at five. So don't forget, you will be the only one here if you show up. All right? You're going to go to lunch with somebody. I'm sure someone's going to show up. We'll put a sign up. Uh, but after that, on January the 6th, say January the 6th, is going to be our first service on 120th in York. All right? Yeah. So be excited. Be there. It's at 1045. We'll get more information out. It'll be on our Facebook, on our website. But tell your neighbors, if you know somebody, let them know. It's going to be at 1045 on 120th in York in the building that says The Gathering, all right? And we're ready for this. I'm going to pray. And uh, if you have your offering, uh, please give. If you, you have tithes and offering, uh, please continue to be generous. And it's going to go to reaching our city for those who are far from him. We believe we want to be a church where younger brothers can come home and older brothers can be sent out. That is our heart and our goal. So we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this moment. I thank you for this day. Lord, my city, my responsibility, God, on earth as it is in heaven, Lord God, your kingdom come, your will be done. I pray for the people of Hill City Church, Lord God, wherever they are, Lord, our city, this city, 
that you have placed us in. It is our responsibility, Lord God. I pray we turn that up a notch, Lord God, that it would not be words that come out of our mouth, Lord God, but it would be the way we see our lives, that we believe that we are missionaries, Lord God. You have placed us right where we are, right in the workplace that we are, Lord God, right with the people that we are, the family that we are, Lord, the neighbors that we have, the crazy neighbors that drive us nuts, Lord God. My responsibility, Lord God, to love them, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, that be our heart, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said? Amen. Guys, you can pass those out. At this time, I'm, gonna, I'm going to call up my friend, Paul Frank, and he's going to speak to you guys. Whoa. That was kind of ominous. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Sorry, John didn't have the Merry Christmas cheer. Did you say Merry Christmas? Okay, it's okay. He believes in it. All right. Well, I just want to talk for a few minutes, and we got a, we got a lot to do here, and uh, just to share a few thoughts on the, the next journey we're going on. And uh, I was thinking, you know, John said my city, you know, you know so there's some probably Bronco fans out here, maybe still. <laughs> Come on, losing to the Browns? All right. Uh, anyway, when you when you talk about your, if you're a fan of something, right, you say my team, right? Like we lost, or I, or they, you know, we lost or we won, right? Truth be told, you did nothing, right, to win or lose. Right? You did nothing when you say we, we won or we lost. But just like our city, our church, our family, there's a difference in the semantics of saying that church or that city versus my city, my church, my family. And so when you think about our church and our city, isn't there a difference, a different posture when you say mine? And as you guys go through this with us and into this next, uh, I don't know if that's me or if that's something else going on in the audio. John? Okay. Can you please mute yourself? But when you think about it, say mine. Say mine again. Say my church. That's good. Man, my church. We had we these shirts. But remember the back in the day where they said, my church rocks? We loved it. I love those, those, uh, those, those shirts. But, uh, you know, we're about to make a big change. John talked about it. We're about to, this is our, this is our last Sunday morning here. I know, it's okay. You respond however you want. I'm, I'm a little sad. It's like when the Lord of the Rings, the last movie ended, and you're like, it was quite the journey, but once it's end, you're like, oh, I missed that. And I was telling the team this morning that uh, I'm going to miss this. There's a great song by Trace Adkins called uh, I'm, You're Going to Miss This. And um, it's, it, this is not to take away from the future, but can we just for a moment just enjoy this moment? And some of you weren't here. We started eight years ago. And can you, sorry, if, I, I was, if, if that went up during worship, that was totally my fault. So, Kurt, can you just throw up that, that picture? Uh, this was, uh, is it eight years or seven years? I'm totally, seven? My daughter is seven. I should know this. Okay. So our, we had three kids born right, right around a month when we started this thing seven years ago. So that was, I think that was the first service. And we had these awesome side things. And we did that one Sunday. We're like, that doesn't work. <laughs> But you learn these things, right? But when you came in, you just had a bunch of chairs, and you had Ben Thomas up there and some people. That, that There's a lot of people that were here seven years ago who are no longer here. So I just, you know, they're, online, they're all tuning in, right? They're all online. No, probably not. But I, we just wanted to thank them for, for birthing this thing seven years ago. We weren't Hill City. We were Thrive Church North, and we were a satellite campus. And, uh, you know, this is uh, Sappy Paul going down memory lane here. But seven years, right? And it's just been a really cool journey. And that was our first Sunday. We had no visitors. No, I'm just kidding. 
Like, wow, you guys have come a long way. It was a, uh, it was pretty sad. No, we had a good service, but that, so that other picture, it might be a little bit warped. Here's John with our first signs, Thrive Church North Sunday, 1030 at Shadow Ridge Middle School. He does look good. But, um, and, I, and, I'm, and if you're new, I apologize. This is kind of an internal thing, right? But can we, we're just doing this for a moment today. Um, I'm not crying because he, you know, it's John or something. But <laughs> it's kind of weird. I'm like just staring at this picture. Um, if you don't know me, I'm a bit of a sentimental person, but um, but I just want to take a moment. There's there's chapters, there's seasons of life, isn't there? And it's so so often we rush through and we look back and we're like, man, I missed that thing. How many times have we been like, that's the good old days, you know? And you're like, when you had no money, you had nothing, you had no resources. John didn't even know how to preach, you know. He's still working on it. No, no, the first time I spoke, so the very first Sunday, you guys, a lot of you don't know this, they weren't even here for the very first uh, soft launch service because Candace was in the hospital. Uh, so in a, uh, she's having a baby. Ezra. Ezra. Oh, all right. And he's now seven. So this is how we know how old we are. But so it was like the night before, and John's like, he's like, I'm going to come. He's like, no, you're not going to come. So I, I convinced him, and I took the sermon, and, and I took the notes at 11 o'clock the night before Sunday, and I was going to preach his message. So I did my best, but I, it was ter- I sat in the chair the whole time, and I sat like this and preached, and people were like, man, it, was not, it wasn't very good. I was way too casual. Um, but anyway, I could go on about all these stories, but it's just, you know, it was, it's, it's, been an, it's been a journey, and I appreciate, and uh, just on behalf of everybody, it's... There's a lot of us who started this thing. Uh, there's a lot of people who aren't here, and I, just, I didn't really get to finish that. But thank you for those who started this journey with us seven years ago. And they were part of that. So can we just give them a hand real quick? And you guys are here with us now, and it, it's beautiful. So thank you for being part of this thing. And then about two years ago, three years ago, two, my time is off. We... We, uh, we converted um, over to Hill City Church and became our own, our own church, our own 501c3, um, and was, you know, sent out by Thrive Church, who's still going, rocking it, uh, Pastor Bo Sosa and the, and the team over at 92nd and Federal. A lot of us kind of come out of that ministry, and uh, we still have a lot of ties, um, just a few, right? Jen's uncle is still, uh, you know, on staff there and everything else. So anyway, I won't go there, but, um, but let me just share a minute, and I'm sorry, John. Um, in, the, in the beginning of the Bible very first words are in the beginning god what created and there's a there's a latin phrase or imago dei okay you may have heard that imago dei means the image of god okay that that's the the distinction of our faith one of the distinctions that we were made in the image of god and a lot of other religions don't they didn't say that god's up here but we were made in the image of god and so if you think of that we are not god okay but we are made in the image one of his, the first things he did is create. And that's what we've done here, all right? And it's not to say it's with like, God, like we, God wasn't in it or anything like that. But one of the things I just wanna, uh, you know, uh, implore you is to be a creator. As we go into this next journey, this next building, um, you know, 
we're going to be doing things and we're going to have uh, resources and building and, and, and uh, things that we don't have to do on a Sunday morning. Uh, for you on the setup team and teardown team, thank you so much for all the work you've done. It's, it's stuff, it's, this isn't just like a diorama book where you just open it and just pops up, you know. I wish it was that easy, but it's not. So thank you for creating this atmosphere, right? We've done a pretty good job of turning a cafeteria. Imagine what this looks tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's cafeteria tables everywhere. So thank you for making an environment that's conducive and open to an experience of God, that just a touch of, of his spirit that we can create. And that's not just in this building. That's in the classrooms. That's in the, the, the gym and everything else that we do. So... Let me just wrap this up and say, uh, can you just come up, John, so I can keep going? Um, I want to, I want you, us to be keeping creators. As we move into the new building, as we move into this next journey, as we, as we continue to create music, as we continue to create new ministries, new missions, new things, we're not going to have to spend as much time doing this type of stuff. But can I ask you, let's not stop creating. Amen? Let's keep creating new ways to, to reach our city, my city. Let's create ways that we don't have to do, set up huge signage, but that we can go reach the youth, reach the older generations, reach the city of Thornton in his name. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to pray. God, thank you for this morning. We thank you for this building, for this place. This is a good place, God. And I pray that we did it, that we honored you. Uh, as best as we could every Sunday morning and every time we use this space, God, from this gym or from this cafeteria to the gyms to the classrooms, to even the backfields that we use multiple times for, for uh, outreaches around Easter and other events, God, it's been good to us, God. We just acknowledge this right now, God, and we, we count this as a moment, as a marker and a gate for our next journey. And we, we just ponder and thank you for the last seven years that we got to enjoy this place. And now, God, just be with us as we transition Give us continuity and wisdom as we go into this next space. And God, we want to be for you. God, I know you're for us, God. And Lord, we echo that back. But God, we know it's not ultimately just about a building, but it's about every single person in here who has breath in their lungs, God, that is professing the name of Jesus Christ. God, that that is the church, God, and that's what we rest on. We love you, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, give Paul a hand. So we just want to do something really quick. Um, we have someone that is very behind the scenes here at Shatteridge, and um, I'm going to cry. So um, <laughs> you might not know her. You might see her running around every once in a while. Um, but she helps. She gets here before we do, and she stays like three hours after we leave to make sure that this place is clean and ready for the next day and the next event. And um, she's totally become part of our family. We love her. Uh, we invite her to dinners. She invites us to birthday parties. But um, this is our, our Shadow Ridge employee, uh, Charlotte. And Charlotte, we just want you to come up and we just want to recognize you. I knew she was going to hate this. So we had to tell her that we needed something to get her in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for all you do. You thought we needed toilet paper or something. <laughs> we told her we might be moving, and she's like, I'm going to pray that that doesn't work out. 
<laughs> She's like, I'm totally hoping that does not happen. And I was like, well, maybe we'll just, we'll just get you over there somehow. I don't know. Um, but we love you and we just thank you so much. Um, we couldn't do it without you. Um, for seven years, we've had different people that we've worked with and, um, They've all ended up being such a joy with us, the ones we've worked directly with, but it's probably been about three years, right? And so Charlotte has just been such a blessing because the people you work with, they can, they can make or break some things. They can make or break a good Sunday morning. And I mean, she is just so pleasant, so amazing. Um, just makes this possible for us. So we love you so much. We love your family got you a little gift and thank you yeah. thank you so good so good man those those people who are hidden heroes that uh, that make this place happen uh, if you are new here, my name is John. So glad that you're here. Of course, I s start out like that. And for all those who are online, I know that uh, there's a lot of things going on. How many of you guys are ready for Christmas? All right. Are you guys ready for Christmas? Yeah. Who's not ready for Christmas? Who has ever shopped at Walgreens on the last day? Yeah. Don't do that this year, man. This is your first year. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. That's right. I'm just letting you know, Walgreens, like you're going to end up with something that grows, right? Right? What is it called? A Chia Pet. Dude, you're going to get a Chia Pet and you're going to be, I thought of you because our relationship is growing. That's not going to work this year. All right? But a lot of you guys know that uh, that Christmas can be really busy. We, we sing songs like uh, Peace on Earth and Silent Night, but how many of you guys know it's not that silent sometimes? Right? It's not that peaceful. Right? People are stressed out about well, the presents. They're stressed out about money, running to the mall. Have you been to the new mall? It's horrific because you get the park right at the end. I'm like, why is this mall so full right now? Right? And then you, and some of us, we, we, we have to go from one family to another family to another family, right? And Christmas can be chaotic. And, and so some of us, this year has been hard. So we have lost someone or maybe we've been through a breakup or a divorce. And so when you think about this year and you think about Christmas, it kind of stresses you out. But I, And I'm not trying to ruin anything for you guys. I'm just saying it's easy to forget about Christmas in the middle of Christmas. Think about that for a moment. It's easy to forget about Christmas in the middle of Christmas. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to be quick. Go to Luke 10. All right. It's about two sisters who are a lot like us, right? And, and, and it's not a perfect, uh, you know, Christmas verse, but I think this is perfect for us. These ladies are getting ready for a big, big day, right? Actually, it's the biggest day of their lives, these two sisters. It's Jesus is coming to, over to their house. I mean, Santa is not coming to town. Jesus is coming over to their house. You think your parents coming over to your house is stressful? Imagine Jesus coming to your house. And this is where I pick up the story. I'm going to read and I'm going to break it down because we have some children that are going to sing for us. But I'm going to read from Luke 10, uh, 38 to 42. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. 
She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you even care that my sister is a lazy bum? No, that's not what she said. She said, don't you even care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, Jesus answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Say one thing. That's right. One thing. Mary has chosen what is better and it, is not, it will not be taken away from her. Listen, if there's any verse that describes our world today, I think it's Luke 10, 40. It says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Think about that for a moment. It's busy. People are full of worry and anxiety, and we get distracted, right? And look, I'm not here to praise Mary and belittle Marthas, because we need Marthas, right? Because without Martha, there'd be no home, right? Mary, Mary didn't have, that wasn't her house, that was Martha's house, right? Mary was just there enjoying the moment. Without Martha, there would be no good green chili, right? There'd be no good food. Mary couldn't cook. She wasn't there to cook. She was there just to take, she was there, she was just there to be with Jesus. So we need Martha's. But I love it says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care? that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself. To me, this really sounds like my wife, but I won't tell her. Don't tell her, all right? She's probably not in, she's not in here right now, so I can say that. It says, tell her to help me. That's what she tells me, like, don't you see what I'm doing? Like, I, I can be very merry sometimes, right? I don't know if you, where you lean. How many Marthas are in the room? You got do, 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 you have got keep on working and working, working. How many Marys like to chill out, right? Yeah, yeah, some Mary's in here, and the rest of you guys, you guys are like, I don't know. See? Here's what happened to Martha, right? You Martha's in the room. You become stressed, and stress leads to resentfulness. Outwardly, you look like you're worshiping Jesus. You're like, look at all these things I'm doing for you, Jesus. But inwardly, you're upset because no one's helping me, right? No one does their part. Have you ever said that? I'm working the hardest here. Does anyone see me doing this? Marthas feel justified by their works, righteousness by what they do, which can be really self-righteousness at times, right? Be careful, Marthas in the room. Be careful. We can celebrate Christmas and still miss Jesus. Sometimes my, our prayers sound like Marthas. God, don't you care about me? Don't you see all the things that I'm doing? And we start bossing God around. And this kind of faith where you're always saying, God, don't you see what I'm doing? Or God, like, uh, don't you care? That kind of prayer life is exhausting. That kind of faith life is exhausting. How many times, how many of us are frustrated, burning out, doing things that Jesus didn't ask you to do in the first place? Right? There's moments where you're just continuing to do. And I love what Jesus says, Martha, Martha, I know you're freaking out. You got a lot of things to do and they're important, but you're never going to get it all done. I know some of you type A, you're like, what? Don't ever say that, right? I'll get it all done. It's on the list. It's on the list, right? And, uh, and so how about if we start this, spend, I love what Jesus says, just spend some time with me. Just be with me. Say with me. 
I think a lot of things that can be alleviated if we learn just how to be with people. Just be with me. I think the greatest thing that Jesus showed us when he came to earth and he said, you do what I do. He was just with people. The woman at the well, I'm with you. Zacchaeus, he's like, I'm going over to your house. He likes to, he likes to uh, invite himself to your house. He's that kind of guy, right? I just want to be with you. I, I just want to be with you. And I love that there's a lot of things we can do, but there's one thing we must do to have some peace, joy, and the rest. We have many things we can do, but listen, family, there's one thing we must do. Make time first just to be with Jesus. Matthew 1.23 says this, Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Christmas is a celebration of the birth of Jesus, of God being with us, God coming down with us, for us, into our lives. This season, can we do it just a little differently? I know, I know you, some of you guys already have it all planned out, but can we make space just to be with people, just to have nothing on the agenda, just to sit with each other? I saw your post this week, and you said, I'm, it's interesting that my son was sick, and all we did was spend time together, right? Yeah. I love it. Mom. She said I, I she thought she was gonna, he was gonna be disappointed missing out on Santa and all these things. And and he, he wasn't. They were just with each other. I think a lot of times we think our, our, our children or people will be these all these other things, distractions will be more important. But I think God is telling us, man, just be with me and then be with the people right next to you. And then I will tell you, there'll be little moments when God speaks to our heart and he's not gonna say something crazy. Some, sometimes he just says, why don't you just be with that person right there who's sitting alone? Why don't you buy them a drink and just introduce yourself? Ask them their name, ask them their story. So what's your story? I, I say that a lot, it's weirdly weird and people are caught off guard. So what's your story? And they, they, they can go any direction, right? But th some of those moments are the most beautiful moments in my life when we are just with people. So I'm gonna pray and I wanna leave that nugget with you guys as our children are gonna come up. But Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for some people in this room, Lord God, they just need people to be with them, Lord God. They need people, Lord God, to say, I love you. I'm with you. I know you're struggling right now, maybe physically, maybe financially, or maybe just like you need socially, you just need someone there, or maybe it's spiritually. But we believe, Lord God, that we are called into our city, our responsibility, my neighbors, my responsibility. I, I pray that Hill City Church would have a heart as pastors of this city, that God, you would call us to this city, Lord God, that our call is greater than just existing. Our call is to be Jesus, to be light in darkness. And we will put our, ourselves in hard places. We would risk personally, Lord God, for the glory of God and for the good of people. I'm gonna be with them. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you guys as Megan comes up. Give our children a hand as they come up.
All right. Thank you for the warm welcome. You've got the, the shorter folks from, from our church. Aren't they beautiful? Woo! All right. Well, while they're lining up, I just want to say we have had an amazing year in Hill City Kids. They've all grown a few inches. And more importantly, I think we've seen a lot of growth. Can you guys scoot down top row? Scoot that way a little bit. All right. They've grown. We've seen some of these kids baptized this year. Many of them have learned to worship and to let themselves go and enjoy that and sing and dance along. Spread out that way, friends. We'll wait. That lower, what's that? Oh, okay, so yesterday we got to take stockings. Last Sunday we made stockings for all the residents at Park Regency Assisted Living, just right next door. So we got to take stockings and give those away. You all gave to that, and we appreciate that so much. That means a lot. Um, what was I going to say? I just love these kids, and I want to... I want to just remind us and challenge you as parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and neighbors, sometimes we get shy about the real reason why we do Christmas. And some kids, maybe not our kids because they're here hearing the, the truth about Christmas, but some kids don't know what Christmas is. They've never even heard of Jesus. My, my daughter's dear friend that she rides the bus with, she, she's like, who's Jesus? What are you talking about? Um, and so our kids might shy away from that and be like, well, they don't even know. I can't really talk about that because they might get offended. But I just want to challenge us to be bold this Christmas season. And if it's not doing door-to-door -door evangelism boldness, if you want to just share the truth with your family. If people come to your home, your grandkids, get your Bible out and read the story of Jesus. Because they may not know, oh, Mary rode on a donkey, and there was no room at the end. Some kids have never heard that story. And we just have that as a backdrop to our Christmas experience because we've grown up in this culture where we hear Christmas carols and know what all those words mean. But there's really good theology in Christmas carols, and some of our kids don't even know. We've never heard those Christmas carols before. So play Christmas carols and read your Bible. If you have a children's Bible, they have a beautiful story about Christmas in every children's Bible, about Mary and the angel coming to her, and the, just the basic, simple story of Jesus. Kids need to hear that. So can we take that challenge this year? And maybe before we open gifts, like, you know what, guys? Let's read about the greatest gift ever given. And we've been talking about this all month. They know Jesus is the gift that we need and long for and desire. And so they've, they know that he's the greatest gift at Christmas time. But um, let's just as families get back to the real reason for Christmas, right, friends? Aren't they cute? They're just so precious. <laughs> and they're very wise and bright and talented and strong. We have very gifted children here. And so um, today they're going to have some fun. And we're going to start with a fun song. And they're going to dance. And they're going to smile. Right, guys? Here, let's everybody scoot this way. Okay, here, scoot this way, Tony. 
Top row, scoot this way two steps. There. All right. Sorry, that was <laughs> bugging me. They all have to have their spot, right? And we'll do pictures at the end. All right, are you guys ready to do this? Come on, Hill City Kids. Woo! Friends, read to us the legend of the candy cane. Did you know that the candy cane means more than just candy? Many years ago, a candy maker wanted to make a candy at Christmas time that would serve as a witness to his Christian faith. He wanted to incorporate several symbols for the birth, ministry, and death of Jesus. He began with a stick of pure white hard candy. 
white to symbolize the virgin birth and the sinless nature of Jesus. Hard to symbolize the solid rock, the foundation of the church, the firmness to represent the promise of God. The candy maker made the candy in the form of a J to represent the name of Jesus who came to earth as our Savior. He thought it could also represent the staff of the Good Shepherd with which he reached down into the ditches of the world to lift out the fallen lambs who, like all sheep, have gone astray. Thinking what the candy was somewhat plain, the candy maker stained it with red stripes. He used three small stripes to show the, the stripes of the scourging Jesus received by which we are healed. The large stripe was for the blood shed by Christ on the cross so that we could have the promise of eternal life. The candy became known as a candy cane, a meaningless decoration seen at Christmas time. But the true meaning is still there for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Think of Jesus next time you enjoy a candy cane. So great. Good job. Fours. A plus. They're so awesome. Yay, so if we could have our preschool friends come up to you now. We have a candy cane for each of you as you leave this morning. Be sure you get one. We'll hand those out at the door before we go. Um, we're going to sing a couple Christmas carols here together with our preschool friends. And then we'll have them stand here and smile so you guys can take pictures. And then once we dismiss them, we're going to have them come find you, families, parents. They will be dismissed from here. Some of them have jackets, Bibles, etc. back in the gym. So please be sure you check with your child if they need their jacket or their Bible or their picture. Okay? And they all know to ask you about that. Are we ready for some carols? Gio, are you ready?
awesome. Yay. Does anyone want to come up and take a picture? We'll allow you to come up to the front real fast if you want to take a picture. All right. So let's make Christmas about Jesus. Amen. Woo. Yeah. Uh, I just want to thank you guys. Thank you so much. You guys look so good. You guys look so handsome and beautiful. Give them a hand like a real one. Let them hear it. All right, I'll get out of here because, uh, you know, it's, it's the kids. But I'm going to pray over everyone, and then we'll, we have Santa out there. Make sure you take some family pictures. But let's pray. Make sure that you are just with people today. Be with your kids. But Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you during this time. During Christmas, let us remember Christmas, Lord, that God is with us. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. God bless you, and thank you so much.